Go with me to Galatians 6 and Matthew 11. Galatians 6 and Matthew 11. I turned 27 on Saturday. I'm like, I'm old. I'm going to buy Tommy Bahama shirts and some duck shoes. Yeah, wear a fedora. There you go. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever be cool enough to rock a fedora. I feel like you have to play an obscure jazz instrument to rock a fedora, right? All right, Galatians 6. You guys there? Galatians 6. We'll start in verse 1. Galatians 6, starting in verse 1. Brethren, even if anyone is caught in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, each one looking to yourself, so that you too will be will not be tempted. If you underline in your Bible, I want, to on, I want you to underline two passages of Scripture real quick as we go through this. Underline right here, starting in verse 2. Bear one another's burdens. Bear one another's burdens. And thereby fulfill the law of Christ, that if anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. It's a whole other thought. We'll get to that later. But each one must examine his own work, and then he will have reason for boasting in regard to himself alone and not in regard to another. And then underline this in verse 5. For each one will bear his own load. Let's go to Matthew 11 real quick. Matthew 11, we'll read in verse 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, so I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Verse 30, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I want to give you a talk around the thought, what's in your bag? What's in your bag? Let's pray. God, we thank you that your burden is easy and your yoke is light. Some of us come in tonight and if we're being honest, life is weighing on us pretty hard. But I pray as, as we look at your word and come to understand this concept of burdens and loads, God, that we would make great decisions and set good boundaries that help us handle what is on our shoulders so we can help carry what is bearing someone else down. We thank you that we're in community that helps each other in your name. Amen. How many of you guys had a cool backpack? Anybody remember having a really cool backpack? Yeah. I had, I had this Eddie Bauer backpack from like middle school all the way through high school. Like I still have it in my apartment somewhere. Like I have a thing, like I was looking at my Amazon wish list because I'm conceited like that and want to know what people had bought me. And uh I I I really love gadgets and backpacks. I have like one, two, three, like five different backpacks. All of which are super expensive backpacks. You know what I mean? And then I love gadgets. Anybody like gadgets? Just like little things that are supposedly that make your life better. Like I love knives. Like I have a ton of knives. I just, I don't know. I just like knives. Like, and Brittany like has banished me from buying any more knives. <laughs> like if I'm on Amazon, she just shuts my laptop because she knows the knife is coming. I like flashlights. Like Brittany, I feel like it's response. How many of you guys have a flashlight in your car? Anybody have a flashlight in your car? Yeah, see, I'm a grown-up. That's what grown-ups do. They have flashlights everywhere. I have two flashlights on my nightstand because I just, if one doesn't work, back up for your backup, right? Like, so I love, I love bags and I love gadgets. And, and I bought, I got this big bonus at work one time when I was at the lodge and I bought this one really fancy backpack. I, I cycle, like ride bikes and there's this company called Chrome 
that makes really cool like waterproof backpacks was actually really helpful because I just built pop all down the side of this. But it is waterproof and I've never rode my bike in the rain, but if I did, I would be prepared. You know what I mean? Like I have cool stuff and we, everyone has the stuff that they carry in their backpack every day. Like I have my MacBook Air because I'm really cool, right? And that's what I do. Uh, I have my, I carry my iPad with me, my Bible. I have this like really cool <laughs> anytime, like I'm a sucker for anything that has the word tactical in front of it. It makes me feel more manly. So I bought this like tactical bag organizer that has like black and stuff on it. it makes me feel really cool. Like, I have that in there. And then I just, uh, like headphones, like four sets of headphones because some of them are Bluetooth and I never know which ones are charged, right? And so I have those. But everyone has the stuff that they carry in their bag, right? This is the idea in Galatians of the idea of each one should carry their own load, all right? When I say load, I'm talking about the stuff that is in all of our lives that we all need to deal with, like bills, right? When you were a kid, bills was not part of the load that you carried, right? Your job was to stay alive. Like, that was your load. Keep breathing, eat food, pass your food out the other end, stay alive, right? But as we grow, all of a sudden it's like, hey, your parents say, hey, you need to start paying rent. Hey, you should probably take care of your cell phone bill. Like, and cell phones, way more expensive than they should be. Holy cow, right? But we all have these things that are our load, But then the idea of a burden is different. See, a burden, if you look it up, really describes someone shoving a rock on your shoulders. That's the idea. When Brittany and I lost our friends Josh and Vanessa about a year ago, that was a burden. I didn't pick that. That that happened to me, right? When my grandpa started walking through Alzheimer's, I didn't pick that. That's a burden. When I lost my – I didn't pick losing my job, getting laid off. That was a burden. There's a difference between a load – and a burden. And what I want to point out tonight is I think we have a tendency, especially in our age group, to not take care of our load, and it turns into a burden, and then we don't know how to handle life. There's a chance that what we're trying to call burdens are just loads that we haven't taken care of. Let let me give you an analogy for this. Trevor, my buff model, is going to come up here and show this off. Put, put this on. Put this backpack on. Sweet. Yeah. There you go. Cool. All right. So this is Trevor's load, right? Let's just say that he is just carrying his load. Then, all of a sudden, he, uh, yeah, you can, you can face them. Face, yep, there you go. All of a sudden, he, uh, let's say he tries to, like, shove his way out of the friend zone, Right? Doesn't go well, gets shoved back into the friend zone, bam, right? Add some weight to his load. Let's say he, uh, let's say he decides that, man, I really want to finance this new toy that I want, this new thing. And let's say it's called a laptop, right? Let's say he wants a really new laptop, maxes out his credit card to make it happen, right? Let's say he, uh, How many guys have a car that you stretched for? For me, it was my BMW that now doesn't run, right? So absolutely stretched for this car, knew I couldn't afford it. This is, isn't this funny? If, if I worked overtime, if I worked a hundred hours a week for the rest of my life, I could afford this car. So I'm going to buy it, right? That's what we do. We stretch ourselves and we will just add that in there. Hold on. There you go. Yeah. 
Let's say he decides he wants to move out on his own and, and instead of crowdsourcing his rent, like having 17 people that share three bedrooms, he decides he's going to stretch and try to get an apartment on his own, right? I don't even know if this is going to fit. We'll just, maybe, maybe, hold up. Oh, this has netting. We'll just shove it in there. So now, all of a sudden, all these things are normal loads, right? Uh, a relationship that didn't work out well, bills, life. You need a car. Absolutely. I get it. You want to move out of your parents' house. I get it. But poor decisions has now made his load a burden. And this is what we do. And we either leave ourselves overloaded or take the backpack off. Or we try to hand our overload to someone else. Thanks, Trevor. And we say, hey, I overloaded myself. I want you to carry it. We call that freeloading. We either overload ourselves or we freeload off of other people. And the result every single time is not what we want. See, overloaded people get angry and frustrated and bitter because this is what we do. Overloaded people get frustrated at freeloaders, right? We're angry and frustrated, and they're immature and happy, right? We overload ourselves and say, oh, I'm on my own, and I'm having to work like 90 hours a week to make that happen, and I have a really cool carb, and both of those are pretty shallow definitions of growth, but I think it makes me mature. And so I look at other people who are, quote, unquote, freeloading, and, man, they're just not getting it. They're lazy, and the freeloaders are looking at overloaders and like, hey, someone else is going to pay the bills. I'm going to let them. Both are not healthy. See, freeloaders will end up immature and stagnant and resentful. Overloaders are frustrated, bitter, and angry. And they both miss purpose. Why? Overloaded people, because they do not have margin. They cannot respond when God calls upon them. Freeloading people miss purpose because they don't know what caring responsibility is like when God calls upon them. Both miss purpose. And by the way, how much you can carry, for some of us, we got broad shoulders because life has been hard and it's stretched our capacity. And I want to tell you this, how much you can carry is more an indicator of God's grace for you in that season than anything else. Just because I can carry more doesn't mean I'm better than someone else. And just because I can carry more doesn't mean I should try to carry everybody else's stuff. So I want to give us two thoughts of how loads become burdens. How loads become burdens. The first one is this. Loads become burdens through bad decisions. Loads become burdens through bad decisions. What do I mean by a bad decision? If I could sum up bad decisions into three categories, the first one is this. Not taking enough time. Not taking enough time. I said this last week, but we make long-term decisions with short-term consideration. We make decisions that are going to affect a long time in our lives. We enter into a loan we can't afford. We try to force a relationship that wasn't going to happen. We try to move out when we shouldn't. We go to college without really knowing what we want. Like we make these really long-term decisions with short-term consideration. The other thing that causes us to not take enough time is we make decisions in the height of emotion. 
your decisions should never be made when your emotions are extreme, ever. Whether you are on a mountaintop or you are in a, or you are in a valley, you should never make a decision at that point. You need to pause long enough to say, have I really considered outside of my emotions what wise is? We talked about that last week. In light of where I've been, in light of where I am, and in light of where I'm going, is this wise? The second thing that makes bad decisions is procrastination. Procrastination. I am really good at procrastinating. This is what I've realized about myself, is I like to procrastinate because I thrive off the adrenaline of having to make a decision in the moment, right? And we all do that. We say, I can make that decision later. And later comes, and we haven't thought about the decision at all, but the adrenaline is pumping, bam, here's the decision, here we go. This is the problem is, a lot of times, especially as we get older, the decision we needed to make will pass us by. The opportunity will pass us by because we were indecisive. So not only do you need to take your time, but at the same time, you need to understand that life is short, but life is long. So I I may be making a decision that has a huge impact, but I have to give it the credit it deserves, but not avoid it. A lot of us avoid decisions. We put our head in the sand, use the phrase, oh, it will all work out. It will all work out leads to overburdening someone else and me avoiding my responsibility. Last one is this, when it comes to bad decisions, the undisciplined pursuit of more. The undisciplined pursuit of more. A lot of us have high capacity, but low discipline. High capacity, but low discipline. And it feels really great to do something new. feels really great to say, oh yeah, well I've had 97 jobs, and I did all these things, and I made a million dollars at every single one of them, and people keep wanting to hire me. That's really great. That's awesome. But what have you accomplished with that? Hey, you know what? I, I've changed my major like four times. I'm basically the smartest person you've ever met. That's, that's really cool. But what are you building with that? You know, I, I, I've decided that I want to, I want to stretch myself financially and buy this thing that I know I can't afford. That's really great, but it's going to sink you later. Have I can write this process down, write these three questions down. The first one is this. When you're facing a decision, ask yourself these three questions. If it goes really well, what is the outcome? If it goes really well, what is the outcome? And that should get you happy, excited. Man, I ask her out. She says, yes, we get married, 2.5 kids. We retire together, move to Hawaii. Perfect. Bam. There's the outcome. Right? Man, I stretch myself financially. I find a way to work 100 hours every week. I can afford the car and moving out. Bam. Awesome. And a lot of us, we stop there and just convince ourselves that the good is worth the effort, right? And it's undisciplined pursuit of more. Here's the second question to ask yourself. If it goes really bad, what's the outcome? Okay, awesome. It could go really good, be really great. I'm really excited. But if I was honest with myself, what's the downside? I stretched myself financially (laughs) back at the parents. Awesome. Stretch myself in this relationship. Take a chance. Things get awkward in the relationship. Not great. 
But this is what we do. Because of the outside, we will convince ourselves that the downside is not that bad. Hey, it's really great. The upside is so phenomenal. I could, and we use this phrase, I, it's not that bad. I could live with it. Here's the third question to ask yourself. If the bad outcome happens, if it is really bad, are you okay with that, honestly? If it is really bad, are you okay with that, honestly? Have I paused long enough to ask the question, yes, this is a stretch, yes, that'd be great, yes, it'd be awesome if it worked out, but have I paused long enough without the high of emotion to ask the question, if this went really bad, am I really okay with it? Undisciplined pursuit of more. We have to pause and ask, am I chasing new because I know that's what God has for me, or am I chasing new because I don't know how to stay in the same place and build something? Ask yourself those questions. The second aspect of loads turning into burdens is this, a lack of boundaries. The first one is poor decisions. Number two is a lack of boundaries. See, this is the thing about boundaries. A lot of us like that phrase because it means we can keep people out, right? Hey, that's the boundary. Hey, you don't talk to me like that's a boundary. Hey, you, you can't, no, I, I set a boundary. You can't do that. You can't do that. But we forget that boundary markers also let us know what is ours to take care of. Boundaries are just as much internal for ourselves as external for others. So over the rest of this series, we're going to unpack some of these areas. The first one, that's an internal boundary for us that we need to control is our emotions. I am in charge of my emotions. I am in charge of how my emotions affect my decisions. I am in charge of me. The second area that we need to focus on boundaries is our mental state. I am in charge of my mental state. I am in charge of my mind. I am in charge of how I think. That is on me. The third one is spiritually. I am in charge of my spiritual life. That is within my fence. My emotions, my mental state, my spirituality, that's within my fence. I'm in charge of that. Next one is physically. I am in charge of my health. I am in charge of my body. That's my job. The last one is practically. I am in charge of my practical decisions. That is my job. See, when we don't have good boundaries internally with ourselves, loads become burdens. What's a good boundary? What am I trying to say? Financially, practically, do you have a budget? That's a good boundary. Physically, in your relationships, you know, when you're dating someone, do you have good boundaries? That's a physical boundary. Mentally, do I know how to change the track in my head from negative to positive? It's a good boundary. I don't say that. A lot of us get passionate about what people say to us, but we don't change what we say about ourselves. Mentally, we need to have boundaries. Emotionally, do I live in the heights, in the depths of my emotions? That's on me to tackle and take care of. When we're making poor decisions that lead to our boundaries being violated, we end up with loads becoming burdens. And our tendency is one of two things, either to say, I'm going to carry this on my own without help, or I'm going to try to shove my burden onto someone else. Remember what it said in that Galatians 6 scripture. It's important. We are called to bear one another's burdens. It's interesting to me that it doesn't say that it's my job to find someone to carry my burden. No, we are called to carry one another's burdens. 
This is why handling my load, each one should bear their own load. That's why this is so important. If I cannot handle my own load of life, then there is no way I can fulfill the law of Christ, like it says, and bear one another's burdens. A lot of us are missing the call of God in our lives to be there for other people because we haven't learned how to take care of ourselves yet. I want to ask the question tonight. Do I know what kind of burdens my friends are carrying? We just had someone come into the church this morning. We had scheduled a business meeting, the pastor and I. He walks in, he's crying. It's a grown man. His sister had just passed away. We had no idea she was in the hospital. Man, I'm glad I was there and had the capacity to help this guy carry that burden in that moment. When my friends' lives are falling apart, do I have the extra strength to help them carry what's going on? Or am I so filled to the max myself because I haven't taken care of my load that I can't even consider helping someone else? This is the power of community. This is why we do what we do. It's why we have friends. It's why we have family. And by the way, side note, we're going we're to talk about this later. A lot of us... If we're being honest, when we're ticked at our parents and our families and our friends and we're saying, man, they're shoving so much onto me, there's a good chance that I was just used to being a freeloader. It's funny. We'll talk to young adults about their parents, and they're saying, my parents are so mean. They're making me pay rent. (laughs) Bro, (laughs) you work like 20 hours a week and don't go to school. You're going to pay some rent, right? Or we'll talk to parents, and we're like, I can't get my kid to get motivated, but I pay for everything. Oh, that's great. Awesome. So you haven't made him be motivated at all. We have to ask the question, have I gotten used to having someone else carry my weight? Because it's the same problem. If I don't know how to carry weight, then when my friends need me to help shoulder a burden with them, then I'm just going to leave them hanging. Not knowing how to carry your weight and having too much both lead to the same problem. So I want to end in small groups again tonight. This is what I want to do. I want to ask the question, be honest, because remember, both being overloaded and being a freeloader, those are both bad, all right? So can you, just with people you do life with and spend time with, can you ask the question, hey, what's my tendency? If you don't know your tendency, let your friends tell you, because they'll know, right? Hey, dude, this is what you tend to be. Okay, well then how do we fix that? You might hear one of your friends having a burden. They're walking through something really hard right now. Pray for them. Because, remember, God says in Matthew 11, Come to me, you who are heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. That is where we take our burdens is to God. God, can you help me out? To our friends, can you help me shoulder this? All right, so let's talk about what burdens look like in our life, and then we'll end in a minute. We, uh, we want to honor your time. Just so we end on time, you can keep talking. Just hold on one sec. Pause your conversation for a second. I, I hope you take what we're talking about to heart. This is something that Brittany and I are really starting to learn, and it's something that's really helping our marriage, and it's helping our relationships. So I would encourage you over the next couple of weeks to ask yourself, am I a freeloader or an overloader? And what's it look like to bring that back into balance? Let's pray. God, we thank you uh, that you help us bear our burdens. God, when we feel um, feel the weight of life pressing in around us, we can find solace in the fact that we can come to you and that ultimately your burden is easy and your yoke is light. That 
that even if we find ourselves in spots where we have put ourselves, where life is pressing down around us, that you are in the business of helping us lighten our burden. We thank you for that. And we thank you that we're in a community that's going to help shoulder each other's burdens as they come throughout life. We pray that we would have wisdom as we make decisions and that we'd continue to grow in having healthy boundaries. And we thank you for helping us in that. In your name, amen. Amen.